Thank you, and good morning, everyone. This is Preacher Bill Gilliland at First Christian Church at the corner of Fudge and Monroe Streets in Covington, and it's a joy to be able to be with you uh, on this broadcast on this first Sunday of a new year, 2021. And uh, I'll tell you, I know everyone I talk to is uh, hoping and praying that this year will give us some relief because 2020 was not the best of years as far as the good things happening, although we counted our blessings, didn't we? And in spite of uh, the COVID virus uh, that continues into our new year, we still were really blessed by the Lord. And I hope that uh, each of us were able to capitalize upon those many blessings. Today, I'd like, if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to look at uh, uh, several verses, uh, and I've entitled uh, this message uh, this morning, uh, 10 New Year's Resolutions from the Wisest Man That Ever Lived. And of course, in the book of Proverbs, we know that most of the Proverbs were written by King Solomon, who asked the Lord uh, to give him wisdom, and the Lord granted that, and he, uh, he had so much wisdom to share. If you've never read through the book of Proverbs or even studied the book of Proverbs, I would encourage you to do that uh, as you begin this uh, year because there's so much there for every child of God. So let's consider some of uh, the uh, good verses that develop themselves into uh, resolutions. You know, what's gone is gone. Last year at this time, <clears throat> some of us were saying, well, this year uh, things are going to be different. Uh, I I'm going to make some changes in this new year or we said, uh, you know, I'm going to be a better spouse, or I'm going to be a better parent. I'm going to spend more time with my family. Uh, perhaps you also made spiritual resolutions. You said, I'm going to spend more time reading my Bible, more time praying to the Lord. I'm going to spend more time serving others and giving <clears throat> to the needs of others. Um, this year, uh, we said, I I'm going to give, get my ducks in a row. But, uh, you know, how did, how did things go for you as far as your, your New Year's resolutions? Um, were you able to fulfill all of them, any of them? Uh, you know what they say about New Year's resolutions. Um, they usually go in one year and out the other. In fact, I, I, I saw an article uh, that listed the five most popular resolutions that were made most every year. Uh, the, the most popular resolutions, the fifth most popular, was that uh, people were going to have a new hobby. Number four was they're, they're going to try to make more money. Uh, the third most popular resolution was to improve relationships. The second uh, most popular resolution was to stop smoking. And the most popular New Year's resolution, you probably guessed it, was losing weight. Everybody wants to lose some weight. Uh, I saw the uh, story of a woman who walked into her bathroom at home, and as she did, she saw her husband weighing himself on the bathroom scales, sucking in his stomach. And the woman thought to her, herself, he thinks that he'll weigh less by sucking in his stomach. So the woman rather sarcastically said to her husband, that's not going to help. And her husband said, sure it will. It's the only way I can see the numbers on the scales. 
how quickly we forget those resolutions that, that takes uh, some real incentive to fulfill. Uh, often this time of year, after overindulgence of the holidays, we make resolutions to change our habits, to change our way of life. Uh, New Year gives us an opportunity to start fresh, to better ourselves. But come the middle of January, we somehow forget our resolutions and go back to our old ways. Um, I, I, I love the illustration about the man who moved into a retirement community to spend the the rest of his life there. And he, it wasn't long until he made a number of friends among the other residents. And there was one lady he was especially attracted to, and she was attracted to him as well. So they spent a lot of time together. And uh, finally, one evening, he proposed, asking her to marry him. The next morning, he woke up remembering his proposal, but he couldn't remember her answer. So he went to her and said, I'm really embarrassed. I proposed to you last night, but I can't remember if you said yes or no. Oh, thank goodness, she replied. I remembered saying yes, but I couldn't remember who asked me. I hope you won't forget the resolutions that you make uh, at the beginning of this year. It's so easy to forget our commitments, even the ones we make to the Lord. So this first Sunday of the new year, you know, uh, when you think about it, all New Year's resolutions basically fall into three categories. They deal, number one, with things that make us look better and live longer. Number two, uh, there are things that make us have more. And three, there are things that will help us to get along with everyone. Some people call it longevity, prosperity, and peace. Now, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3 because here, the wise man in Scripture uh, says that uh, if we do the right things to serve God, it will give us longevity, prosperity, and peace. And that's very, very important. So let's go there. If you have your Bibles, Solomon starts off in the third chapter of Proverbs with uh, a, a very matter-of-fact statement. He says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your hearts, for they will prolong your life, many years, and bring you prosperity. So there you go. The endurance, the, the duration of life, if we obey the Lord, if we obey his commands, and, and, and it brings us prosperity in life, not so much more money, but possibly even that. And then he gives some very specific details with 10 principles uh, as he continues to write this chapter, and we're going to look at them very briefly right now. Number one, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Look at verses three and four. He says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Love and faithfulness. Let these two qualities be the guiding lights of your lives in everything we do. Let's call these two things foundational for life. Love, faithfulness. You know, uh, some define love as that fateful glance across a crowded room. But one preacher said, I define love as a man with nails in his hands. And isn't that true? Love is something 
we could define forever. And Jesus is love. God is love. And faithfulness? It's keeping faith. It's maintaining allegiance. It's constant loyalty. It's all those things that God wants from his people. A strong sense of duty and responsibility. Don't let that leave. He says, uh, bind, bind these two things uh, uh, around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, the Jews would, would wear the scripture. They would wear the laws, the Ten Commandments, on their clothing or around their heads. And the, and the proverb writer says, we, we need to do that with the way we think, uh, with, with the most cherished things that we have. Well, let's move on. Number two uh, is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, verses five and six, uh, these are the, the verses from this third chapter of Proverbs that we probably have memorized. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Uh, he will direct your paths uh, if we trust in him with everything. Of course, trust is another word for faith or faithfulness. It's, it's a firm belief in or a confidence in something or someone. Uh, honesty, integrity, reliability, all those words you see uh, fit into this word trust. But it may be that for the practice of our Christianity, the, the more powerful word here is acknowledge. If we really trust in the Lord, we will acknowledge him in everything we do, all of our ways. This word acknowledge uh, means to admit or to be true to that which is stated, to confess. It, it means to recognize the authority or the claims of another. It means to recognize and answer, like in a greeting or an introduction. It means to express thanks. For something, And all those definitions of acknowledge fits this idea of trusting the Lord and acknowledging him. So let's put that into practice. Uh, well, let's move on. Resolution number three, uh, in verses seven and eight, he says, do not be wise in your own eyes. How important this is. He says in verses seven and eight, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Let me ask you, uh, did you pray about your New Year's resolution? Uh, did you ask the Lord for guidance to help you to figure out what you most need in your life? Or did you think that you or someone else was smart enough to tell you what you needed to do? We need to seek God's presence and his guidance in all that we do. Well, let's move on. Here's resolution number four, and it comes from verses nine and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Look at those verses. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Uh, honoring the Lord with what we have. And, and we have to admit what we have is because the Lord gave it to us, right? So this talks about stewardship. It's not only important that the Lord has blessed us with many things, it's also important that we use those things to honor him, to praise him, to bless others. It's the stewardship of what the Lord has given. 
let's consider tithes and offerings, uh, which uh, the Lord commanded in the Old Testament of the Jews and what he encourages for the church today. You know, the Lord's church is the Lord's kingdom here on earth. So the ministry of the local body of believers is so vital. Um, and, uh, you know, we've in, in 2020, the, the church took on some new dimensions, didn't it? Um, uh, that many churches are having to close their doors because they're not able to meet or their members are not uh, uh, coming out. They're not, and, and neither are they supporting the church. And some people are saying, well, uh, the, the church is a has-been. The, the church is not going to, to be able to survive. Well, if the church doesn't survive, my friends, then this world's not going to survive very long. And so uh, this, this resolution is so important, and I know that there are some of the members of our church, First Christian Church, that are listening. And, uh, you know, even though we might not be able to meet as we used to, or maybe not at all, we still want to support the Lord's church because we're still reaching out. Um, if you look on the television screen, you see so many ads and so many requests for, for this, that, or the other. I've been seeing a multitude of ads on TV about uh, the SPCA supporting the dogs and the cats and trying to preserve them, and that's a good thing. We just remember that God loves people more than anything. And that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross to save people. Uh, I love animals as much as anyone else. But we need to honor the Lord with our wealth and with the first fruits of everything that we have. And uh, the, the, it's so vital that we keep the church intact and keep the church active. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, resolution number five. Don't despise the Lord's discipline. Don't despise the Lord's discipline, verses 11 and 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and don't resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Um, you know, discipline is something that we need to see. And that doesn't always mean a spanking. It doesn't always mean judgment. It does mean that the Lord allows us to go through some things that are going to make us better people, stronger Christians with a stronger faith. And, uh, you know, 2020 was that kind of a year, this, this COVID virus. Uh, we, we try to paint evil all around it, but the Lord has permitted it, hasn't he? Is there a reason why he's permitted it? Well, of course. He's trying to make us stronger people, and therefore he has allowed this to happen. So much pain, so much disease, so much death. And at the same time, we are stronger in our faith as a result of it. Are you going to make some changes this year that are prompted that the Lord has prompted you to make? Uh, are you going to even hear the requests that he has before you to make changes? It should be our prayer, Lord, open my eyes. Help me to see what you want for my life. Open my ears so that I can hear the wisdom of your word and other mature Christians that are trying to guide me. You know, we talk about the fact that our kids and our grandkids don't listen much to the statements we make or the warnings that we give them, and we get frustrated because they seem to have their ears closed. Well, you know, um, we don't always listen to the Lord's warnings, do we? We don't always listen to the Lord's uh, uh, 
straight lines that he has drawn. Uh, we just don't listen, just like, just like the kids. Uh, we need to pay more attention and not despise the Lord's discipline. Well, resolution number six is in verses 13 through 24, and we're not going to uh, dwell on them very long, but uh, this is the subject of wisdom. We need to search di diligently for wisdom and find it and, and, and then use it in our lives. I'm just going to read through these verses. Beginning in verse 13, Solomon says, Blessed is the man or the person who finds wisdom, the person who gains understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She, we're talking about wisdom here, she is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed by the wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the deeps were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. He says, my son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. And then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. And when you lie down, you will not be afraid. And when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You know, there's some, there's some uh, remarks and some phrases here that are very important. These are some phrases that we, we needed during this COVID pandemic. Wouldn't you agree? Someone asked, what is wisdom? Well, wisdom has two groups of characteristics. The first group is information, and the second group is, is know-how. Um, I think an analogy of that would be a farmer with a tractor in a, in a field. He must have the right equipment and materials. He must have gas and that kind of thing for his tractor, but he still must know what to do and what not to do. He needs to know how to use it and how not to use it. He needs to know when to use it and when not to use it and where to use it and where not to use it if he's going to be a successful farmer. So it takes both information and know-how. Uh, parents, it's our responsibility, grandparents, to make sure that our children not only know the what, but the how. Because you put those two together, and you have wisdom. And when we have wisdom, we're not afraid. We can lie down, and our sleep will be sweet. Um, it, it will bring riches. It will bring grace. All the good things that we love. Resolution number seven is in verses 25 and 26. Have no fear. Have no fear of sudden disaster or uh, the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. How, how important is this? Didn't we need this in 2020? Do you live in fear, depression, anxiety? So much of our society is just filled with anxiety and fear. Um, we need this solution for anxiety. Uh, don't fear because the Lord is here. What did Psalm, Psalm 23 tell us? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Resolution number eight is in verses 27 and 28. He says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it. 
uh, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, when you now have it with you. Uh, don't withhold good from those who deserve it. We need to be givers, not takers. You see, if you need anything, don't hesitate to call. Have you ever heard somebody say that to you? If you need anything, just don't hesitate to call. Uh, did you ever get a call from someone saying, you know what you said, that I should call if I needed anything? Very few people will do that. Well, why won't they do that? Well, it's because they assumed you didn't mean it when you said it. You know, Jesus said, if your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Don't withhold from people who deserve. Resolution number nine, do not plot harm against your neighbor. Don't plot harm against your neighbor. Look at verses 29 and 30. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near you. Do not accuse a man for no reason. When he has done you no harm, no harm, done no harm. We hear that some, don't we? Uh, you know, some people live as if everyone around them is a suspect. I know Christians who live like that. They think everything, everybody around them is a suspect. But the Christians should see these people as prospects, if they aren't Christians, and as brothers and sisters, if they are. Christians should view each other through the eyes of love. And therefore, they're not suspects, and we're not going to plot harm against them, and we're not going to blame or accuse them if something goes wrong, and we just assume that they did it. That's not the way the Christian should live. Well, we're down to number 10, and that's in verses 31 and 32. Do not envy a violent man or choose any of his ways. Um... Verse 32 says, For the Lord detests a perverse man, but takes the upright into his confidence. You know, we need, to, we need to make sure that we don't envy violent people. And we're living in a world where there's more violence exposed and in the news and in the movies than, than there is good. We need to be very careful what we watch on TV this year. You know, Satan is perverting us and uh, our children through that box, uh, through that square on the wall, that television. Ask yourself, when I watch uh, these shows, these movies, am, am, am I, in my heart, am I rooting for the villain? Am I finding a reason to permit sinfulness to enter my heart? Do I find myself excusing the works of the flesh over in Galatians chapter 6 rather than hunt hungry? For the fruit of the Spirit? Am I raising my children to detect the prevalence of evil and sin in others to avoid it or, or, or rather to pattern it? We need to ask ourselves some very important questions about those that we hold up or pedestalize or root for in the world or in the uh, shows or movies that we watch. Don't envy and choose the ways of others. So we have a lot to do. Um, how do your resolutions measure up to what Solomon says here in these verses? You know, they are steep, but there's a load of practical application here for every one of us. I hope that you're a Christian today. 
the first step to making the right resolutions for this new year is, is to have Jesus as your Savior, your Lord, and your best friend. If you have Jesus as your best friend, uh, you're going to follow him and listen to him. Just like he said in the Sermon on the Mount, going to build your house upon a rock if you're willing to hear him. God bless you in this new year. We wish you the very best. We pray for you. Uh, let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for our time together uh, this morning. Uh, Lord, I, I pray that uh, if there's someone that needs your help right now, that they'll submit themselves to you and bless, bless your people as they begin this new year to make the right resolutions. Help us to trust you and to acknowledge you as the one and only. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
mercy, how great, how great.